advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger. This is Advice from a Dipshit, special edition, uh, holiday edition with uh, Amanda, as always, and myself, Matt Bronger. Uh, we have an uh, old friend of mine, probably my oldest friend, not oldest in age, but person I've been friends with the longest that I'm still friends with, uh, Zach Hoffy Hoffman yeah. is here. I know all the secrets, you guys. Yeah, he's <laughs> Zach and I. Zach and I grew up together in Portland, Oregon. We both we met at Irvington Grade School. And um, have just. I, I remember I was late. Um, we we were on a family road trip, and I was late for a day. Mm. So I, I showed up the second day of school, and I was in I was in a panic because I didn't have my school supplies. And you loaned me a pencil. And that's that's my friendship or, <laughs> origin story. Well, and I remember we became friends on a, a, a tag trip. Yes. I think too, where we 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 made like a short film, like a weird yeah, little movie with the little skull and Maceo, yeah, you, me, co- and Maceo, covered and, with ants. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was like a kid died, and then we found his skull. Like that was the movie we made. Which we just had this skull. Stand by me. No, I remember I, I had this glow in the dark skull prop that I think I got at Treasure Treasure Island at Disneyland. Okay, and we were just like, how do we make a movie around this prop? Right. Yeah, <laughs> that Absolutely. was basically as much thought that went into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we like that just made me think of how we used to write essays about murdering Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, until the, yeah. the teacher was like, and like not essays, but like short stories, mm-hmm. like creative writing, because they were everywhere, and mm-hmm. it was almost like. Every, every, like, I feel mm-hmm. like boy, you know, like the, the, there's that old, uh, a friend of ours named Laura Solon, uh, was like, she's like, little girls, uh, little girls make rules, little boys break things. Yes. And I think it's also, uh, little girls also like love and obsess over things. And then little boys break those things yeah. because like, like all the girls in like junior high were like, we love new kids in the block. And we're always like those fucking losers, idiots, you know, like <laughs> yeah. we hated them. But like when we were kids all the little girls had cabbage, cabbage patch, patch dolls. And it was it, just, it was also like pop culture. It was everywhere. And yeah. we were sick of seeing it on the news. And so like you. Well, and parents would literally beat each other up to get the last cabbage patch kid at yes, the store. Exactly. And so they were, they were like the worth their weight in gold. Yeah. And we would sit there and do WWF moves on my sister's cabbage patch and, yeah. and cave their heads mm-hmm. in. And, and like, I, I would write uh, little short stories about like, a guy who was like hired to go in and kill them. Like it was so dark. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I think and, that's like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. But Zach's, Zach's were like millet, like, like a uh, Dawn raid on the preemie patch. It was like, it was like, like bombers just strafing the yeah. preemie patch. Oh bomb. yeah. It was so dark. And it was to the point where the teacher was like, calling our parents being like, they have to write about something yeah. else. Like, it's really disturbing the girls. And it's like, yeah, we were fucking assholes. Before, really? before like, there were school shooters, there were Cabbage Patch Kids psychos. And we were really, like, what's better? Like, yeah. Okay, let's be, thanks for the yeah. perspective. You're right. We were yeah. not so bad. No, <laughs> I, I, see, for me, I'm like, oh, I should encourage the passion. This is firing up and inspiring well, you. Yeah. you yeah. Know? It, is, like, it was that, it was that thing. Future R.L. Stein authors. We, we had, yes. we, we had that, that thing. We were like, we wanted to kind of, kind of, you know, make stuff. So mm-hmm. that was cool. But, yeah. But yeah, Zach just got back from uh, a massive. Okay, what? Where all did you go? Do you want me to list everywhere? Please. Okay, so three months, three and a half months, thirteen countries. Started in Norway. Did uh, Norway, Denmark, Croatia, Greece, Egypt, Lebanon, Jordan. We did a Habitat for Humanity build in Jordan. And then saw like Petra and Wadi Rum and Dead Sea, and then uh, and then I went to Georgia, Russia, Mos- actually Moscow, and then took the the Trans Trans Mongolian Railroad from Moscow to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, and then uh, Japan and Hong Kong. Zach, that's really cool. Craziness, awesome. yeah. What did you do this for? Uh, well, so this is actually my second round the world trip. I did uh. another one in 2017, and. It's basically, I've been doing Habitat for Humanity since 2014. And so, so this year's build was in Jordan. And I thought, well, I at least want to do a couple other countries um, like Lebanon and Egypt or something. But a um, lot, lot of stuff happened. I closed my business this year. And so I had some time and some savings. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do another round the world trip. So, um, and there's this really cool, I don't know if I, it's not really a plug, but there's a cool website that I use for that specializes in round the world 
trips. Yeah, um, so sure. Throw it's it called, out there. It's called Boots and All. It's built by a developer in Portland, and uh, you just like plug in. It's really kind of dangerous because you can just plug in all the cities that you want to go to, all your bucket list countries, and it just spits out this itinerary. And it's pretty amazing how um, it, when you compare it to like other services, like how inexpensive it is. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. Well, I was talking to Zach last night about um, the, the some of the people he'd meet uh, and hung out with. He they they'd been traveling for years, like a mm-hmm. whole a one year or one couple. You said like five years. Yeah. So I so I was doing a little travel podcast. It was more like a, a diary or whatever. But I was doing a tra- sort of travel podcast and interviewing interesting people that I met along the way. And one of the couples that I met, um, they're from Liverpool and they're really fun and, and have hilarious stories. And they've been traveling for five years straight with little breaks back to the UK. And I'm like, how do you how do you like finance this? And they're like, well, we do, we sign up for these medical trials. (laughs) (laughs) So they go and get, well, and you're thinking like, oh, they're going to like, you know, cut out their kidneys and sell their organs. It's not like them green with pills. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, but they do, they, okay. Most of the trials they do, they said were like drugs that have already been on the market. So they're just retesting them. Um, And they haven't had any, really bad experiences but usually like they'll go into a clinic and be there for like a few days or a week or whatever and they get paid big money to yeah do i mean this. it is that thing where you're just you it's more you're getting paid to like stay yeah. there yeah so they can watch you and you know the you, you, you sleep right here and they yeah. monitor your sleep patterns and all that stuff so yeah i'm sure it's one of those things where you're you're definitely earning your money much more uh through uh you having to be there and be monitored and be looked at mm-hmm. like a lab rat or something yeah. more than it is, well, you might lose an eye or like, you know, you might have <laughs> yeah, a stroke nothing or like something. That. Nothing yeah, like no. that, no. And they get, you know, just to take some medication that's already been on the market, maybe get paid like 1,200 pounds a day, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's so, like $2,400. maybe dollars. Is it? Okay. I don't know the exchange rate, but um, yeah, so they'll go that's and they'll do money. like a couple trials and then they'll go back out on the road and just like travel, travel, travel. Like I'll show you their Instagram. It's insane. Like, yeah. Well, it's like, it, and the, the thing I was thinking about is mm-hmm. I remember when you had your, your business, uh, mm-hmm. basically managing people's online presences and, mm-hmm. and, and consulting and, uh, web monkey basically. Well, okay. Web monkey. But like <laughs> we, I, 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 uh, I think you're the one who told me about that. There's that, um, that, uh, Tumblr clients from hell, or maybe I would. Yes. Maybe I told you, but you're like, yeah, I yeah, live yeah. that. I don't need to see oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's it's so bittersweet reading those. Mm-hmm, just it's, like, it's, yep. it's that thing where we both have these jobs where people are like, well, I just I thought I'd pay you this much, and you're like, nah, like that's not my rate. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, well, now hold yeah. on, you know, because everyone, it's an it's an intangible thing. Yeah, uh, but but you have to charge what you charge. Thing, you know. It's, so I'll just put it this not way: not intangible, but there's no. Like, okay, we pay a cop this much. We pay a firefighter this much. You know, Imagine like, if you're a contractor and somebody hires you to build a deck, okay? And and so you draw, sketch out some plans. You're like, here's what your deck's going to look like. And they go, great, get started. So you start building it. And then you've got like all the, you got all the uh, like supports laid and everything. And they're like, you know, on second thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had the deck over on the side yard instead of the backyard? And you're like, <laughs> sure, that's good. We can do that. But we're gonna have to rip out all these boards, and it's gonna cost this much. And like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like that, and you, you get haven't the, finished it. Yeah, so this shouldn't count. Right? Yeah. So it's that kind of thing where you try to explain, you know, okay, now is the time where we want your feedback. But after this point, it's gonna get really expensive. Yeah, and like <laughs> that, I uh, when you when you kind of uh, let that go and started doing other things and did this especially and kind of leaned into the Habitat for Humanity, which mm-hmm. is always a big part of your life. It's like you just seemed so much happier and yeah. seemed like so. And 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 I, I, I liked hearing the stories about the people that are always kind of traveling because I think a lot of these people who call in um, – they're uh yeah i'm calling you these people uh they <laughs> those they, people you know who i mean yeah people humans yeah. fucking gross uh they're they basically like a lot of us feel like oh there's only this many options for what i mm-hmm. could do with myself right now but there's yeah. a fuck ton yeah there's a lot of of thing i'm not saying go running to your your local place to be like experiment on me i'm gonna travel the world you know but yeah. like do the research, but there there are a lot of things you can do uh, to get out of your rut or to um, mm-hmm. you know if if feel more fulfilled. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, and 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 I 
talk a lot about like a travel style. Like everybody has their own style of what they consider like a fun trip. And, and, what, and is, what is it? Where can they find your podcast, by the way? Well, it's at goatrodeo.beer. Perfect. What's the, na- <laughs> what's the name of it? Uh, homies around the world. Okay, because, yeah. because I, it's not on any you, of those services. I'm going to help but, you put it on a on a so homies perfect. around the world. Homies around the world. Cool. Great. Yeah. yeah. There's like 50 episodes. Most of them are just That's me talking. Amazing. But That's great. You know, yeah. It's not as like slick and produces what yeah but we're not em- media empire you have going the on. daily on, yeah. Uh, yeah. On, on the new york times it's like yeah. whatever um and plus that compare comparison is a thief of joy come on guys Ooh. um I, I don't even know who the fuck oh, come on i've said this but before you i know i know i know you just are really on the quotes though you are no. you turn out you we'll just, just you know gloria steinem just made a book oh my god i'm doing this again <laughs> only of her favorite quotes you oh, should yeah? you should do a bronger book you know of just one, your favorite the, quotes. the one the one that she said that they quote the most that i i kind of hate is um uh, it's funny, and you know, but like a woman, woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. But it's like, yeah, but a fish can't use a bicycle at all. It doesn't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a funny quote, but I'm just uh-huh. like, and, and, it, and it, anytime I said anything, I guess it sounds like I'm being like an angry dude. Like she's wrong. Women need men. Like no, it's <laughs> not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if, if you gave a bicycle to a fish, I think you know where I'm going, yeah. listener. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry, I cut you off to talk about you. Oh, so. just. Uh, just travel style, you know, everybody has their idea of, of, of what like an ideal trip is. And I think especially if you're, here's my advice, but if you're with a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband, wife, or, or group of friends about to go travel, you should have a conversation like, what do you want to get out of this trip? Cause some people, all they want to do is sit on a beach and have a relaxing yeah. drink. And that's like their idea of a perfect trip. Some people mm-hmm. like, I know Matt and Kara love to eat like really awesome. They like to find like the coolest restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Oh, we want to eat that at that place that we saw on chef's table. Well, it's funny though, because like now, because her job mm-hmm. is so busy and it's gotten over the last mm-hmm. two years, even more hectic. Cause mm-hmm. she's taken a lot more responsibility. She's kind of had this kick where she's like, can we just go someplace and I can just be fucking bored. Yeah. You know, or she just like, can I just, I want to lay in the sun until I'm sick of it, you know, yeah. like, and just think about nothing. So it's, it's funny. Like we're, I feel like we're a little bit of both, but I wouldn't have known that yeah. if I hadn't checked in, you know, before we went and did anything. And so my, mine is, you know, I like I'm the old man staying at the hostel. I like to be at the hostel and interact and have social interactions and, you know, just hear other stories and meet other travelers and meet locals and, you know, and I just take like a backpack of and just do it like as minimalist as I can. Um, and then I like going to multiple countries because I like the contrast of like, oh, I was in Iceland like two, three weeks ago, but now I'm in like, you know, South Africa right now. And then I'm in UAE or, or Vietnam. And, and it's just, it's a trip to me to like, you know, be in Lesotho doing a habitat build and you're in this tiny village. And then suddenly now I'm in um, Dubai and then like there's like hundred million dollar yachts around me and yeah. then I'm in Hanoi and there's like scooters everywhere yeah. and it's such a head trip to like be like in all these different places and you get this sense of like the like the whole world like kind of globally I don't yeah. know what it sounds no I mean it's, it's yeah. perspective is a key to everything mm-hmm. to me yeah uh I I remember there was a uh the interview with with um I, I, like I, it, it was, I'll say it was Tom Cruise, but he was during his his time. He was kind of like uh, where, he, where he was like getting getting into it with Matt Law, Lawyer uh, Lauer, and he's like You're being glib, Matt, or that whole thing. Yeah. But he 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 at one point, and I if I'm wrong, pointed out, but I seem to remember he said something. He was like he's like 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 I don't look for the counsel of others, and I was like, hmm. wait, that's the key to everything. Like you need to have someone else yeah. to give you their perspective, yeah. not necessarily on yourself. Yeah. But like on life, yeah, it, and 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 it just I, anytime I'm on vacation or somewhere, like I definitely want to at some point talk to some locals and yeah. and hang out. I think it's it's amazing that you kind of just go in commando style. Well, you're talking about Plato's cave. Whoa, you know, yeah. like right, like yeah. I mean, that's what you're doing is, and mm-hmm. you know, unless you're getting out and exposing to more, all no. you've got is just no. the immediate that you see, and that's yeah. that's such an important thing. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, my ideal 
like element to a trip would be to be invited in someone's home for a meal would be awesome. Oh, right like on. you just really feel like more than like looking at cool old buildings and stuff, which is all great and everything, but just to have like an authentic experience yeah. with yes. like a local yep. person yep. would be great. I love those. I just did yeah. that this weekend. I've never had authentic mm-hmm. Oaxacan food. Mm. Oh, right and on. so through some mutual friends, I met this couple and she and her mom are are Oaxacan and are you know immigrated over here a couple years ago and so we had a big cookout and I had I can't pronounce it but I had like really authentic mom and abuela made you know Oaxacan food and you know it's just it's so enriching Mm -hmm. yeah I love that I love that you bring that up Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. I remember taking a trip through the mountains in Mexico I don't remember what part but you know, they pull us over, pull us over, and there's this little abuela who, like, just made bread in her, you know, like, adobe kitchen thing, and yeah. it was, like, five bucks U.S. Yeah. For, yeah. like, this loaf that fit, you know, size of my forearm, yeah, huge, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, man, so fresh like that, and... Yeah, and it's just a meal, but it's, like, it's an experience that you're going to have your whole life is, you know... Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. I, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, like, Back in the day when I lived in Chicago, he was uh, he was living in Italy uh, and for a couple months, and he like was driving, and he picked up a guy uh, like a, a hitchhiker who was American, and they were like, "Oh, where are you from?" Blah blah blah, and the guy's like, "Hey, is there like a McDonald's around here?" And he's like, "Get the fuck out of my <laughs> like kicked him out of his car," and he's like, "Look, I'm not saying do that, but he was just so he's like, have you yeah. had any food here? Is the greatest in the yeah, world? Yeah, like, Italy. Get the fuck out of my car. But it's just so funny. That he just like yeah, kicked him right out. My my memory like yours was um, we were in Beijing and uh, shooting videos for the 2008 Olympics, and we were just wandering around this little hutong and. There's this little lady with this little cart selling fish cakes. It's like, and you just take a little thing and you, you take some fish cakes and hand it to her, and then she boils them in this broth and then puts noodles and vegetables in there in this sauce. And it was like the most amazing meal, mm. and it only costs like a dollar. And yeah. and I still remember this meal like this, but it was the whole experience of being in this not like some touristy place, but just yes, right, you know, the authentic yeah. gritty mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that kind of stuff is so cool. That's how I like to travel too, though. Yeah. Is is uh, getting in the cab and t- asking the cab driver, "Look, I'll pay for wherever we're going, and I'll feed you. Where would you eat?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times they look at me, especially being like a white female, and they go, mm-hmm. mm, <laughs> you know, and it takes a little a little pushing, but yeah, totally. you know, whenever they finally kind of turn and let it happen, has been some of the best meals of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, I'm gonna steal that strategy. It's a great call. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh, so time okay, answer. So calls. Uh, we're gonna hear these calls. How do we do I don't this? know what they are. You don't know what they are, but we'll just listen. Am I we'll... dipshitty enough to chime in on Without these? A doubt. On these advice? <laughs> no question. Okay. I have no credentials at all. Sure. So. Do you have any tattoos? Do you it have any be, weird piercings? I feel like I, I can't any... have anyone on this show that is like, uh, I'm a licensed therapist. Like it's, it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be fun. Like Doctor Drew already has okay. a show. You know, that's why it's like this is. This is the dipshit show. So it's kind of like we okay. just draw on any mistakes you've made, experiences, and that's it. You know? Great. Hello, Mr. Bronger and the lovely Miss Amanda. Uh, my name is Tim Jordan. I live here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I own a tattoo studio in Portland, Oregon on Alberta Street called Optic Nerve Arts. Uh, I am a big fan of your comedy, and the podcast is absolutely delightful. I have two questions, but the first one is multi-part. Uh, I've never noticed any tattoos on you, sir, when I've seen you on stage or on uh, the television. Um, Amanda, you are an enigma, albeit a lovely one. I was just wondering, uh, do you have any tattoos? And if so, what? Uh, if you don't but would, what would they be? If not, why not? Uh, my second question is the more important one of the two. Uh, Twizzlers or red vines? I assume you're both good old-fashioned salt-of-the-earth Twizzler folks and not soulless, filthy, troglodyte red vine monsters. Uh, either way, keep up the great work and stay gold, pony boy. Cheers. Hey, dude. Uh, home, home city. Home neighborhood. Yeah, I thought that Woo-hoo, was just Portland. fun. Portland. Very it was cool. Just fun. It was light. It was nice. Um, okay, well let's 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 go down the line. Uh, since you asked me first, yeah, I have a tattoo on my shoulder that I got at the Sea Tramp 
on a dare in a pool hall when I was 19 in Portland. Uh, if you want the story of that, you can watch uh, Finally Live in Portland on Amazon Prime. Plug. Yeah, that's a great um, story. Thanks. And I have one on my butt now that I talk about that I got uh, for, you know, as a, as a side of commitment to my wife. We both got butt tattoos, but I can't say what that is because it'll give away a new joke. Um, Amanda, any tattoos? I have zero tattoos. Okay. I have nothing. I have no clue what I would get. I have, I think they're cool. Mm-hmm. It's not that. I have slight mixed feelings because technically I can't get buried in, in my family Jewish cemetery, cemetery yeah. if mm-hmm. I get it. You also can't go to a Japanese onsen. Oh, mm. what's that? Uh, hot spring. Oh, a hot spring. Oh, yeah, because oh. of the Yakuza. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's funny, I do feel people think I'm a Yakuza when I'm in, in Japan. Yeah. I got that look. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You I, really are Well, you've gangster. dishonored many of us. I got, I'm missing fingers, but yeah. that's yeah. just, that's from working in the factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you, you have a funny story about, like, real side note, how your, yeah. your, um, your host father was the people. Oh, thought, the Hadaka no Sukiai. Okay. What? You want me to Zach tell that story? Japanese, by the oh, way. Okay. So that's okay. Cool. We're going so tangent, but oh, when I, when I, uh, proposed my now ex-wife now we're good friends um, I wanted to ask her dad permission but I couldn't find I was we were visiting Japan and in, in her hometown in Guma and her so we was trying to find a good moment where I could get him aside all by himself and so her and her dad and her grandmother and I went to an onsen and so the guys go off on the one side and the girls go off on the other side and so finally, we had our moment alone together, but we were both naked in the hot spring, and I was super nervous, and I just I asked his permission to marry his daughter in Japanese, totally butchered my Japanese because I was so nervous, and he's just like, uh-huh, 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 like he just looked like he just wanted to get through it, and, and then he, uh, he, uh, he beckoned this, or he ran to his locker, came back with a camera, and then had this guy uh, take a picture of us in the in the water. So we're sitting there, arms around each other, and this guy's just ball bag is just. I'm just staring around. Oh this guy's just gosh. like he's going, no. and I'm just like, oh, this is really embarrassing or whatever. Uh. But uh, anyway, he just. He, I, I was like, I think when I to- finally told the story to my ex-wife Sayaka, I, I was like, yeah, he just he didn't seem like he really wanted. I mean, he he seemed a little like like rushing me through it and. I found out later that he was just like, I was just really hot and I want to get out of the water. So I was waiting for you to like finish your speech. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's well, but that's the thing. Tangent again. That's not the one I was thinking of. Oh, I was thinking about when you were Sorry. staying. It's okay. When you were just staying there, I think t- teaching English or you were staying with a host okay. family, you said your host father, because like the Yakuza oh, at the time, they would get, they would get perms. Yeah. And they would punch uh, perms back in the eighties. Get push perms, and they would they would uh, they would drive, drive Europe, sports cars, European cars, what European are, cars. What, are, what were these perms? Punch perms, yeah, like what's that? so. It's not anymore, but back in the eighties and early nineties, the yakuza's would get these perm perms, like their curly hair, and they would wear these kind of specific suits, and they would drive like like Mercedes Benzes or you know BMWs mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and very like ostentatious, like loud colors. And because remember your your host father had like a it was like a white Miata. Or he, something. No, no, no. He had like a Saab or something okay. like that. Yeah, and he he fell asleep. An uncommon car in Japan. An uncommon European car in Japan. Okay, that was it. So he, and he fell asleep. At, yeah, he, he fell asleep at the at the at the stoplight and like no one honked. Yeah, you're just driving around him. They think oh, he's like a gangster. They <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's funny. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't even story. know you were talking about. No, that no, story. that's I like I like that other story. Yeah. I mean, you told me the the ball sack one too. Like that's it, great. I, I forgot all about it. <laughs> so, it's, it's like oh god, just take the picture. It, it, I'm trying to look at your nice sir. Just that's sir, also please. really weird. Like side hugging your future father-in-law naked in a hot tub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he wants to get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, you have tattoos. Yeah, I have um, two paw prints. Um, one is from my my old dog Hamlet, who was a Great Dane, and he passed away. And then one was from my dog Bono, who passed away. So all together, it's on my left arm. I call it my Dead Pet Society. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would if nice. I was to get anything, it would be something representing my dog Tumbles. Oh. I take her. I take her everywhere. She even flies with me now. That's how much I take her everywhere. Oh. What kind of dog is she? Uh, she's a Sharpe Pit Mix. Okay. So yeah, I got her. Cute. Yeah, cute dog. really nice. cute. Nice. Uh, I got her when I was in college, yeah. which was silly, but I'm glad I did it. And um, yeah, but I have no idea. What I would get, where I would get. 
Yeah. You know, like, there, so there's... if somebody ever gave me a great idea, I would sure. think on it, you know, and honestly consider it. But I, I just... saw this artist, um, this person had this really cool tattoo of their dog, but it wasn't just like a picture of their dog. It was like, it was like brush strokes in the shape of their dog. You could see like what the dog looked like, but oh. when you look closer to it, there were just like these cool artistic brush strokes. Oh, it was neat. really oh, cool. That's, that's really, really awesome. neat. Let's see if I can remember where the artist was. That's but. super neat. Uh, oh, and, and to the, the the bigger point, Twizzlers or Red Vines, what are we talking? Oh, definitely Red Vines. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I they're both kind of just waxy licorice to me i don't um, know what to st- i mean blasphemy but uh, do you have a favorite i'm very opinionated about this. Oh. okay please hit us twizzlers are horrible got They're it just like eating a it's like eating the like insulation on a wire got it um oh. but i'm gonna go black vines okay i'm a big i like a lot of people hate the taste of licorice i like it yeah so. my mother loves black licorice yeah. too yeah. so i would I've, be black i vines. have had i don't remember it was in europe where i had like what i would ignorantly call authentic black licorice and i remember not being able to get enough of it i think it was in switzerland i remember not like like being like what is this i've never heard of this this is amazing yeah and like murdered through like the equivalent of like ten dollars worth which for licorice is a lot right like good but it was just like it it was just whatever hearkening of the original og thing and that and i've never been able to find anything like it since yeah um, Trader Joe's has like a fancy licorice that's really good. I don't know. It's probably not as fancy as the special yeah. European licorice or whatever, but that. Well, I do feel like like original OG black licorice is like, it's like dark chocolate. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, red licorice is like milk chocolate. It's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of fucking everywhere. And it's kind of like whatever. <laughs> I'll, eat a, I'll eat a red vine. I won't eat a Twizzler. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I will grab, yeah, the pet store, the nail salon where they mm-hmm. have the this three. full on team Twizzlers. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I mean, if you're bringing it up, no, he talked about. No, he t- uh, you like Earth. a Golovet Sol Earth Twizzler and Folks. a soulless yeah. uh, red vine eater. Like this guy hates red vines. Wow, so yeah. it's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what's like salt of the Earth Twizzler. And he said he's a uh, troglodyte. He's red like vine the eaters. Magneto to my Professor X. You guys are uh, <laughs> the most the most chill nemesis of <laughs> nemesi of all time. But thanks for calling, man, and uh, I'll, I'll be sure to pop my head in and, and yeah. say hi when I, when I yeah. pass through. My when wife I, and I always go to Alberta and wander around. Do so. you? I so, Yeah, I'm definitely going to make a note of this because I know that I was, we were looking to go to Portland 2020, so. Yeah, uh, go on out Northeast Alberta, a lot I'll of fun to go stuff. To, yeah, I'll go check this out. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can, maybe, maybe uh, Tom, can Tim to can tat. convince me to get a tad of tumbles. Yeah. Tim Tats of Tumbles. All right. <laughs> I love the name Tumbles. Hi, guys. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller here. On a recent show, there was um, a call about farts and shits, and um, it led to a really long, um, I guess, funny conversation, and so I just thought that I would check in with a real professional humorologist and find out um, why is farting and shitting so funny, because, like, uh, maybe I'm the only person who thinks it's just a thing that happens, and it's neither funny nor gross nor anything. It just is. And I know a lot of mainstream entertainment seems to be telling me otherwise, seems to be telling me that farting and shitting is, like, the most hilarious thing um, on the planet. And um, uh, is this how are people dealing with their discomfort and shame around something awkward by making mm-hmm. it funny? Uh, or am I just too old to get it? Or uh, what am I no. missing? That's it. What, what am I missing? What's so great about shits and farts? Um, anyway, hopefully that made sense. I look forward to your professional humor opinion. And uh, thanks for what you're doing. Have a great day. Thanks for calling. Uh, this is a subject near and dear to my heart. Uh, why are uh, farts and shits funny? Uh, because they're horrible, first off. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's like... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Mel Brooks said, Com- "Comedy or tragedy is when I stub my toe. Comedy is when you fall in an open manhole and die. <laughs> so you basically, it's not you shitting your pants, uh, 
on a on a train is the most unfunny thing you can ever imagine. It's horrible. But the idea of someone doing it on the train, you hearing a story about it, hopefully not seeing it, but even seeing it could be very funny because it is not you. It's it's kind of the other. Farts, I would say, are kind of on another level because farts are nature's interruption. Farts are they 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 to break when you break the silence. It always sounds funny. It sounds like the wrong note on a horn sometimes. There's a lot of different tunes, there's a lot of different notes. And it's kind of like it, it is like the, your body's weird music, and so it's always kind of weird, and it's and it's smelly. So it's there's the misfortune thing too. Uh, it's funny <laughs> the idea of someone farting in an elevator, long as you're not in that elevator, and long as it's not you smelling it or or farting. So that's like in a nutshell the best way I can think of it. I the thing is I've always found farts hilarious. Um, shits maybe not as much, but it depends on the thing. Uh, I any here's the thing. Anytime like a character on South Park, it like they like shits himself like really insanely to the point where he's <laughs> screaming. It's very funny because it's just over the top. Um, but it's also a cartoon, and it's again it's someone else. But I I I've met a lot of way more women than men who don't find farts funny at all. And uh, it's 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 almost though I will say. Who is that? Katy Perry once was just like, it's like a fart joke. It's so easy. I'm like, yeah, but what is a fart joke? There's no real fart jokes. Farts are just funny. Farts are the jokes kind of thing. And it's it's kind of how she phrased it that I felt was wrong. <laughs> but um, I hope that helps. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, well, I think it depends on the, the PPPM level of the fart. Okay. And that stands for poop parts per million. Got it. So, if you're, no, I knew what it's meant. If you're we on, both knew what it meant. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. No one, I didn't okay. know that. It's a little <laughs> term I like to use. If you're on an elevator and you just hear a noisy fart, but it's a low PPPM, it's way more funny. If it's a high PPPM, you're you're literally ingesting like like you're little poop particles. Yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah. So you start thinking about that. You're like, oh, that was really wet and messy and hot. I could feel the heat on my oh. nose hairs. Farts will always be funny. I'm 45 years old, and I think farts are funny. They never stop being funny. Yeah, poops are funny too. Especially, I just got like back from this trip, and and half the half of my fears when I travel are just like, am I going to shit myself at yes. some point on this trip? Yes. Yes. Am I always going to be near a bathroom? Is yeah. the bathroom going to be like a tiny little squat toilet right. in the middle of some, you know, Southeast Asian, you know, hole in the ground? Oh yeah. God, that's a big fear of mine for sure. So my friend Paige, very tall. my friend Pagely has this thing about pooping and she calls it the four cramps. You get three cramps on the fourth cramp, you're shitting your pants. So whenever we're, so like when we're hiking in the, and see, that's very funny. <laughs> So you get the first cramp. That's just a little warning sign. Like start looking for a bathroom now. Second cramp is like, you know, we're going to DEFCON 3 right sure, now. Right. Okay. Yes. Third cramp is... Hedgehogging. It, it's literally the missiles are in the air. Yeah, and they're this, about the, to... The turtles. Your hedgehog. It's getting yeah. his face out a little. Or like our mutual friend Chris likes to say, uh, we're, I'm sitting on a hot baked potato right now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh, thanks, Heller. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. That's so gross. <laughs> oh I love your callers. They're talking about farts and Twizzlers. No, this is it, the best show ever. I mean, yeah. I I had one of the one of the times I have laughed the hardest being on a podcast and and talking was when I was on Dana Gould's uh, uh, Dana Gould Hour, and we, we got into the <laughs> kick of how when you die you shit yourself. <laughs> and situations where like like say the old west yeah where there's a shootout and then yeah well he really showed his salt that oh, <laughs> oh, you know, like no everyone trying to play it off or like yeah. if does it happen as you're dying and yeah. so we stayed in the old west for that one where the woman's like cradling his head like then Tex, I, I, you tried to face him off and i just want to say one thing darla before before i go <laughs> I'll, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah, just keep talking. Yeah. I'll always love you, and I'll see you in heaven. You know, like, like it's just. And I remember we were yeah. just doing those bits, and like Dana was like, we were mm. fucking crying, and it's mm. so pathetic. But like Dana yeah. was, Dana was going like, this is what we are fucking children. And I'm like, no, we're not. I'm 45. You're like 55. Like we're not. We are yeah. literally the opposite of children. But it's just, it is. It just is funny, and it's like. 
again, it's it's how it's presented. Well, but- speaking of movies and shits, like when I was watching the movie Grizzly Man, um, you know, the with a guy that like was like filming the bears out in Alaska, and he ended up getting eaten by a bear. Yeah, totally. There's this scene where there's these two bears fighting, and Werner Herzog is 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 narrating. He's like. So then we see the bears and they are fighting and the action is so intense that one of the bears is shitting while he's... <laughs> and I'm like, Werner, you're making yourself into a cliche. You had to turn a movie about bears into a Shiza film? Yeah. <laughs> and also the bears, they are shitting. Didn't say defecating. <laughs> Used the slang term. Well, he probably said defecating, but I just still, like... Yeah. It's still, it's still... I, I mean, it's like when you're in a fight that intense that you shit, you literally yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> This is that the is- hardest fight of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I remember my, my buddy Larry and I, we, we would watch, we we would watch kung fu movies very high and have a strobe light on in the dorm room and have like reggae music blaring, like what? dance hall blaring. That is a setup. It was really. It was once we got into it, we we're like, oh, this yeah. is really cool. But people would wander in if there's a party in the next room and be like. All right, man, and they would leave. It just gets too much. But like, but like, I remember, I remember, we started, we got it, we got ourselves crying talking about if like one kung fu guy had like the disgrace style where he would like hit you so you would just shit yourself or like just pee. Like you're not even diminished, but you're just you can't stop peeing, but you're still yeah. trying to fight. You're like, God damn it, what did you do? That's like, you know, like uh, my brother has this thing called the brown note where it's like some singer who's yes. got a voice that's so low, like oh, and then it just makes everyone just spontaneously shit that was on uh south park that's oh, like that's a, a, a legend that this, he put it he puts it in this this musical piece that this uh band is playing and oh okay and i attributed it to my brother but that, no but that's that's a that is taken from a thing that's supposed to be real oh that's that, a real thing a, on, on two levels one there's supposed to be a note that causes a vibration that everyone will shit themselves also <laughs> that's not real also there's a there's a there's a note that if you uh sing it as a man like it's very high you can with the exertion possibly cause yourself to shit and it's like i read that reading about this hair metal uh thing where these guys who would like you know you know like sing like you know uh grim reaper like say you would have my friend or like uh, iron maiden hit this say you have say you would have and like like they supposedly like they got to be careful and it's not from the note it's from you having to relax every muscle in your body and exert from the diaphragm and then just everything is expunged oh my god we could literally go on this topic for hours and i will give a shout out to uh uh comedian in Chicago, Darren Bodecker, who used to say, if I could find a way to sneeze and shit and come at the same time, I would touch the face of God. <laughs> that always made me laugh. It's just like, ah, so much release. Well, a, a barf in a shit is called a rooster, so what would that be called? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> because look, you know, a rooster yeah, the has plume. the... Yeah, the plume. The rooster. So what would come in a sneeze and, and a, a shit be? The, uh, oh... Paradise, <laughs> <laughs> almost paradise. That's what almost paradise is about. Because they they were they were uh, bringing each other to a manual orgasm, and they're both shitting, but they were also trying to sneeze, <laughs> oh, shoving yeah. their faces into a pot of, of pepper, but they just couldn't get it. So it was yeah. almost paradise. They almost got. They there. shat and sneezed, but they didn't come. Or they came and sneezed, but they didn't shit. <laughs> Almost paradise. And also, that's what uh, Meatloaf's Two Out of Three Ain't Bad is about. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Let's. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think, is that the show? Yeah. I think yeah. that's the yeah, show. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Hope this, uh, this uh, mic drop is as much fun for you guys as it was for me, for the listeners. Uh, this is a goddamn what? blast. Hey. The only thing I can contribute Please. to this beautiful conversation Absolutely. is. Uh, a thing that I do to test the validity of a relationship that I'm in is every guy at one point when I feel like I've been in the bathroom a little too long, I'll do like the farting noise where you like blow on your bicep. Yeah. And I'll just like really kind of like go to town. Not be so excessive, but make it like realistic enough. Like, damn, man, it's ripping ass in that sure. bathroom. And then I'll like wash my hands and like walk out and be really <laughs> casual. <laughs> Okay. And see if he says anything. And see, I've that's, done this that's to pretty like, great. I've done this to like 
It's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, I've, I, that is, that is, I've been that doing that awesome. for a little while now to be like, how, like, how is this relationship going? Yeah. And, then, and, and, you know, they'll always be mortified, you know? <laughs> like, I, I, used to ha- I used to have a bit about how, like, a good way to get, if you just want to be, a, like, that person who, I can't break up with them, but I want them to break up with me. If you're a guy, just save up, like, a ripper, like a huge fart, and just fart. But then hold your ass and scream, fall down, <laughs> and just start and just start crying, start crying like it hurts so bad, like ow, oh. ow, ow, oh, yeah. ow, and like really work up real tears because like no woman could ever stay with that man. <laughs> See, I'm surprised that you haven't done that, and there was immediately like a bunch of guys with rings in their hands, like <laughs> kneeling down outside the door, and <laughs> yeah. like, "Marry me, you're perfect." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been yeah, it's it's. That has, I'm just surprised I that you're to like a bicep. More than three. You're a bicep. I'm what? always a forearm guy. Oh, oh, in the in the elbow. Oh, oh nice, nice one. That's a quality sound. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You know, that's great. And then, and then one time, that's one some time good I like tuba. Up a bit of you know, like, nice. <laughs> I really was like, just, where are we just at drop right potatoes. now? You know, like, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see. Yeah. You know, why are you going <laughs> into the bathroom with that fingerling potato in your pocket? <laughs> Not. Yeah. Yeah. All that, right. That's a thanks, legitimate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all the calls. And we got one. We oh, got. We have another. Oh, I thought you said that was the. Oh no! I'm oh, we well, have no, call. Just, yeah, we have another call. Oh like, shit! No, all right, let's just, do it. Oh okay. Sorry, sorry. My bad. All good. Hey Amanda, hey dipshit, um, Michael from Chicago, uh, need your advice, this just happened to me, I uh, was gassing up and um, I prepaid in the, not at the pump, but in the office, and uh, it wasn't a gas station I, I've been to that often, and uh, I parked on the wrong side, so... What I did, when I went out and saw the mistake, there was no one around the other side of the pump. I backed it around and, you know, stretched the <clears throat> the pump uh, over to, you know, the cap. As I was doing that, my jeans snagged on a piece of rusty metal that was surrounding, like, this concrete structure, Right. It ripped my jeans from the knee to the ankle and, like, scratched me. Didn't I mean, through a little blood, but I already have a tetanus shot. It was rusted away, right? It was just like I touched the rest of it and it started, like, disintegrating, right? <clears throat> I'm not a litigious type. So I went into the, the, the uh, store and I was like, dude, look at what happened. Came out. And uh, it was just the manager. He was like, give me your number. I'll have the owner call you. And uh, we'll sort something out. So the owner called me. I've yet to call him back. My question is this. I'm thinking $300 is a fair price for this to go away for him. And for me to get another pair of jeans and, you know, have some walking around money, pain and suffering, all the rest. What do you think? Is that too much? The jeans, I don't know, they were like $50 jeans, something like that. Not too bad, but they were my favorite pair and completely destroyed. Uh, and I'm not going to make jorts out of them, you know? So uh, anyway, <laughs> let me know. Hit me up. See ya. Bye. Well, you take this one, Zach. To okay. Michael. I am going to channel uh, Judge Marilyn Millian from the People's Court, who I am a huge fan of. It's my secret um, guilty pleasure. And she would disagree with you, and she would say the replacement cost of the of the jeans is what you're entitled to, not the sentimental value of your favorite pair of jeans. Um, so as much as I'd like to you know, give you some walking around money for your pain and suffering and just for the hassle... I think legally you're only entitled to the cost of replacement cost of the jeans. Yeah, but you can also uh, save him the hassle of you know uh, even knowing. Just say I wouldn't say you have three hundred dollars jeans on, but I think jeans often cost a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you could go for a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a. But that's if you find a similar pair of jeans of the same brand and you say this is how much it costs to buy a new pair of jeans, 
Yeah, look, if the guy wants to, mm-hmm. you know, take the hassle to, to Google it and look up whatever his genes were and like, I want to see the label, all that jazz, yeah. sure. But I mean, I think if you give him like 100 or $200 to to make it all go, but uh, I think give it give the guy a second to make an offer first, yeah. you know, because who knows, the guy might be like, look, we can give you $500. And you're like, okay. That's but, good you know, negotiating tactic. I think just kind of yeah. see what they're going to come with. And, yeah. and mention you got scratched. That's going to scare the shit out of him, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, we did, we did, well, was it, how bad was the scratch? Be like, well, it, it, look, it left a mark and it drew some blood. That's all, that's all I'll say. I didn't have to go to a hospital, but it hurt, you know? And yeah. that could make the gear, gear start turning in his head because the, the, the thing is some people are litigious. You're not, yeah. but a lot of people are. And when you go to meet him... Make sure you like walk with a just a slight limp, you know. Oh just no, I think sl- do it all, do it all over the phone. I wouldn't even. <laughs> oh, do it over know. the phone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just right. send the check to my house. Just all of a sudden, from like the rest, get like lockjaw, right? What, oh, right. what is the what is <laughs> the shot you have to get? When you, like, that's what tetanus. Tetanus. He said he already got his tetanus shot. Yeah. Oh, oh, so. oh, well, oh. I must have missed that in the call. I didn't realize there's medical expenses in here. too. No, he said he has one. Oh, he has, he has one. one. Like if you've if you've okay. ever had a tetanus shot, I guess you're pretty much good. Oh, how did, how did you have to get tetanus shots? I don't know. I don't know. Are we, are we supposed to get any um, shots as adults? Uh, just flu if you want them. I think is really or is if, that, you, if you travel to a third world. When country. I went to the travel clinic the last time, and I was getting my like shots updated i think tetanus is one of those ones where there's like you got to get an update but it's a really right. long yeah, period of time there's oh, like stuff yeah. that are, there's definitely yeah like i feel like there's updates mm. yeah. but i have no idea like what i could possibly need you well, know if like if you were to go to a travel do you guys have a travel clinic around here like for travel i have n- like no, for typhoid I've, or I mean, like sure. if you're gonna go travel to like borneo oh i see and oh, you I get no, like i would just shoot that it's gotta be a place like that but i've got no idea yeah how so even so if you were to go in there they would probably ask you if you've had any of the phone well first they would ask you where are you visiting you know and and you tell them which countries and they look up what what are the risk factors for those countries and then they'll say well what what are these shots and you'll probably won't remember so they'll probably just do whichever ones Mm -hmm. that are recommended unless they're too expensive like Japanese encephalitis is like a $700 shot. It's insane. Wow. But um, all the other ones like typhoid or malaria or whatever. And tetanus, I remember, is one of those ones where they're like, do you ever remember if you had a tetanus shot as a kid? Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't remember. Probably should get one. And then I think it's like 10 or 15 years or something. Okay. From what I remember, don't, you know, mm-hmm. I am yeah. not a doctor. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, we kind of, we do give dipshit mm-hmm. advice. So if you, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you if you take this advice to heart and don't do it or do it and get malaria, you cannot blame us. Okay, <laughs> yes. full disclosure. I would I would I would hold out for free gas and tacos for a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he might. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you should the- wait for what he get, offers you and don't you know cut him off like Kramer. Free, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a deal. You know, <laughs> yeah. like just wait for him to to talk to you. I mean, he might be like, well, what are you expecting? And if you you can go ahead and say three hundred. And if he says no way, then you know, because I don't, I, I don't know if this guy is necessarily in a people's court uh, uh, aficionado like you are, mm-hmm. which you know the law. But yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you've watched a few episodes of People's Court, so I know the law. That's America, <laughs> isn't that America? Oh, yeah, isn't it? Just enough information to <laughs> yeah. think we know what we're doing. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> any any advice to add? No, or? I. That's like I was just. Yeah, I'm and his, this guy's called before I think. I remember oh, yeah, a, a man like, with, a, with an Irish accent. He is, from, yeah. Uh, he's who called lives in the Chicago. Too. He doesn't. He actually his questions have been pretty great. That's great. Yeah, thanks for calling, man. Well, with his Irish lilt, he could just slightly allude to maybe the possibility that he's connected to some some uh, you know <laughs> whatever, and that if he doesn't get what he wants, there there could be other consequences. Yeah, I mean, if this guy tells him to fuck himself, I'll give yeah. you a scratch ticket yeah. that's already been scratched and it's worth nothing, shove it up your ass, then yeah, sure. <laughs> scratch ticket. Have you guys ever done scratchers? I've never done scratchers. Oh, my wife, what? My wife loves them more than anything. Love scratchers. People who do them love them. Oh, yeah? yeah. Like, like I feel like that's a thing where you're either there or you're not. I didn't really... We, they were always around, but they weren't like a religion like they are in mm-hmm. Massachusetts, with, uh, where my yeah. wife's from. Because they were just like, everyone loves scratches. 
They're good. Oh, sco- yeah? They're good oh, yeah. stocking stuffers. They really are. Yeah, she gets them for everybody. Yeah, really. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of that for stocking. If stuffers, you're like either. waiting for like a last minute gift or something, and you just want to sweeten the pot a little bit, throw a couple scratches it's, in it's it. It's fun. It's a fun thing because you get to. It's like it's like you're gambling, but really all you're doing is just scratching the foil off this thing. And, yeah. You know, oh yeah. well, that's neat. That's some good <laughs> holiday advice. Uh, good you time. know, interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure this comes out a bit before New Year's. Okay. So if you guys wouldn't mind indulging me, any ideas for New Year's resolutions? What things you're looking mm. to do 2020? I don't really do resolutions. I, I kind of uh, try to set little goals during the year that are like I don't. It's it's kind of. I feel like anytime I've been like I'm gonna do this, it's just like me saying I'm not gonna work out today. I'm gonna work out tomorrow, uh-huh. and then you don't. You know, uh-huh. it's like it's like you just get it out of the way. Yeah. Just get whatever that resolution is. Start now. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Um, that said, I don't knock someone who they work for some people, just not for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, I was just telling Matt earlier today, uh, not, it's not so much a resolution, but it's a new year's wish that I hope in 2020 influencers stop being a thing. Um, <laughs> no, I would say a resolution would be to just sit down and free write for 20 minutes a day and meditate. I'm trying to meditate 10 minutes more. a day. Maybe that's mine. Okay. You know, yeah. but, but again, I'll, hopefully I'll start in December. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm on the road this weekend and next weekend. I'm gonna have a lot of downtime. I just looked up, um, volunteer opportunities in St. Louis and it's kind of like, I'm, 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 it's like, it's all stuff that requires like a three day commitment and what's I'm like, I can't, you know, like I have yeah. got to do press. I got to do, you know, so yeah. la la la. So I'm going to have time where I'm like, I have to force myself to write, but at the same time, what I'm going to try to do, I guess, is instead of just incessantly look at social media bullshit, maybe just back up from the the the, the, the motel desk and just meditate for a while. I think you should just be like, was it Frank White? Just like pull up in the the truck full of turkeys and just start handing out turkeys to just everybody in the middle of December. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> he's insane. Do you have any? What's your resolution? Uh- I, I want to do like just more community give back stuff. I was thinking about oh. signing up for that that whole like big brother, big sister thing oh. where you have like a kid and you take them to like museums mm-hmm. and art classes. Mm-hmm. And I don't want kids or anything like that, sure. but you know, I'm really feeling the whole like, yeah, you'd be a good big sister social for justice, that, like big sister program, yeah, for like like maybe starting at like age nine, you know, yeah, like, great. right. I just, so I think that's when it actually kind of starts. Is it? Okay. Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I, so it's, I don't know, something, something like that. You know, I just, I, you know, I've gone more into my art this year and things like this, but I just, I really want to like help humanity more. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so I don't know yeah, how much that's more awesome I can one. do, but shoot, if I could take like, you know, a, a dope kid to a couple graffiti classes at like mm. Montana shop. I'm not plugging it. Just, you know, like I would yeah. want like that, like that would be ho- hopefully helpful and rewarding for sure. Mm-hmm. So I just, it's awesome. been something I've been like really thinking about for like the last month and a half. And, awesome. and so I think, I think 2020, that's just, I'm, I just want, I just want to be able to do more cause I'm really feeling helpless right now. I hear you. you know, well, that's a lot of that going around. We kind so, of all are. I'm like, how, how, what is like, what can I do now to help? Right. right. And like troubled youth. Cool. Yeah. I can handle that. Was a karate instructor. I ain't afraid, you know? There you go. So. And I think that's one of those ones where you can do as little or as much as you want kind of thing. Like if you, if like they have different kids with different needs and stuff. So if you only have one hour a month, you could do something and, um, or if you have more time, you could do more. Yeah, so. I like that. Yep. So I've, I've kind of been feeling on that. So I started testing out that idea on people right now. Nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, gentlemen. Of course. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. This Thanks was for fun. coming on, Hoffs. This, is this great. was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. All right. Number to call is 323-763-0228. Don't forget to... Give us a five-star review. Love our podcast. 2020, we want to do more stuff. Let's and then, it. Matt, are, are you touring anywhere? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got, I'm in a ton of places, but just go to mattbronger.com slash tour. See if I'm coming to your area. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger.